Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random ghosts. stories. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a cult of ghosts. <laughs> Gun Radio presents Middle Aged and Mediocre. On December 24th, 2007, six people, three generations of one family, were killed near Carnation, Washington, a small rural town 25 miles east of Seattle. The events on Christmas Eve inside the home of Wayne and Judy Anderson have become known as the Carnation Murders, and we're going to talk about them. But first, I'm Cash. That is... Who are you? I'm Joel. That's Joel. Hi, everyone. What's going on, Joel? You were spitting some numbers out there. What's up, buddy? I said seven numbers. You sold it really good. I want six people, three families. Oh, there's there are a lot of numbers. I'm looking back at it now. Kind of... Sounds like Home Alone at first. <laughs> yes. A bunch of different families in one house. I'm going to read you the plot... <laughs> A summary of Home Alone Sweet. for tonight's story. I saw that in the theater. My aunt took a bunch of us to go. It was a really fun time. I probably saw it in the theater, too. Yeah? I figure. You were there with us. Yeah, I went with you guys. <laughs> Remember? Remember? You are like the new cousin Oliver. We are like, well, I guess we got to accept this asshole. Did, the, did Home Alone take place? Was it all on Christmas Eve, or was it like the week of Christmas? I think it was like the week of christmas because it all didn't happen just one yeah because he would, like went grocery yeah, shopping he was there a he had a days. big he had a big week yeah he did i almost got hit by the van almost murdered two people knee, knee slid across the ice yeah so Good we're a home balloon podcast Good now movie. what about the, you ever disney plus has all of them so if you're feeling how many are there four what i watched three it's a new kid I know of two it's a new kid in three you can't and have then a new four kid. i think it's like it's two new kids i may have seen four Wow, you're diehard. Home I'm not diehard. There's some diehard Home Alone fans out there, but I, you know, I would respect. I would respect it. The franchise, uh-huh. franchise, franchise. <laughs> if for all four, it's just Macaulay Culkin, sure, just aging. Yeah, well, they did this. He just keeps getting. Kind of did that. Oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Cool. I don't watch TV. Yeah, that's a lie. You can Google it later. I just close my eyes during commercials. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I. That's pretty smart. Never bought a TiVo. I just closed my eyes. Um, so what's been going on, man? Oh man, not a. <laughs> I'm glad it's Friday. It's Friday. Can we say that? Yeah, we are recording on December yeah. 11th. I like recording on Fridays because man, I feel good. Yeah, working a week, finally being We're done. Off. We have. Yeah. We don't have to do shit in the morning. That's right. Uh, well, so last week was our one year anniversary show, uh-huh. and this week you showed up with a one year anniversary gift for me. Sure. And it is fucking cool. It is the... <laughs> He's so excited. Uh, Garth Brooks Legacy uh, collection of vinyl. Yeah, and CDs. And CDs. It's got... CDs nuts. The No Fences album, The Chase, End Pieces, Fresh Horses, and then Triple Live. Uh, it does all it. of the vinyl albums of those. And then the CDs to go along with them. 
There you go. And it's this very cool box that comes in. Yeah, it is fucking cool. Garth Brooks. So, thank you very much for that. Yeah, I knew you were a big Garth Brooks fan. Uh, I got what I wanted out of the podcast, and um. now I'm in it. So, <laughs> this was a long con. <laughs> it's kind of like The Bachelor that wanted to pay 20 <laughs> Yes. Uh, truth be told, that was $30 at Dollar General. Well, that's very, it's very it's, fucking it's, cool. Yeah, it's a lot cooler box set than that. But yeah, 30 bucks, Dollar General. Could get it. Garth Brooks. Well, you said you looked it up and some dude was trying to sell it on eBay for yeah. like 150 Yeah. So uh, I hope I don't have to sell it. I do maybe possibly have a gambling problem now, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen you tweeting about that. Kind of wanted to bring this up. Pat McAfee got you gambling. <sighs> I got that FanDuel app. He's a heel, yeah. And I just up and down, oh. week to week, hitting big, then losing it all. <laughs> Feeling that high, then that crushing oh, low? Dude. You got to stop. I can't. <laughs> you I, have to. I can't. I'll take your phone. I got you other can ways. use your computer, man. You got so many ways to yeah, do it. Yeah, I got it. so many ways to do it. I, I've already lost steam. Man, it's, uh, yeah, I... Uh, the bills came through big for me last week. Uh-huh. I ended up, like, off of, like, a... $40 bet, I ended up pulling in like 200 and something. But then, like, I just turned around and lost yeah. all of that within the week. That's like what I was kind of like that with the video lottery. Yeah. So kind of like Keno. Yeah. You win a thing. little bit and then you're like, oh, then you're down 40 or 60 bucks. And yeah. So if, uh, if my buddy gambles, so I've been thinking about it, but I'm glad you brought this up because now I don't think I am. If, if things start getting, because like your first one's free, right? There's something where like your yeah, first one yeah. can kind of be free. And, and like I can refer you and we both get 10 bucks. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> Some, I shared the link. To Start that. a record just so I can pull the needle all the way across <laughs> it to scratch it. Uh, I should have actually. So last night I bet on the uh, Rams Patriots game. Uh huh. And I had listened to the Pat McAfee shows. They have one after the actual show. Yeah. Where they talk about like betting. Bunch of degenerates. And uh, I like them. They all McAfee and all the other guys in there all said Rams. Uh-huh. Even though I forget who the, the uh, Bill Lombardi. He used to be like a general manager in the NFL. Sure. I think he's pretty. He was like giving His all these reasons. Played basketball. Did he? Lombardi for Lambeer. the Lambeer. Lambeer. Ah, oh, I ruined that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, anyways, I thought I bet on the Rams. Uh huh. So like, I'm watching Monday Night Football last night or uh, Thursday Night Football last night, and the Rams are just kicking the dog shit yeah. out of the Patriots, and I'm like, all right, easy fucking money. Yep. Pull up the app. You start lighting hundred dollar bills. <laughs> I start just burning <laughs> just money. Smoke, like your cigars. Yeah. No, I bet on the Patriots. <laughs> Not very good at this. I don't this. think I meant you, to. That's, you need to stop. I don't think I meant to. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, I don't think I meant. Like I, I meant to bet on the on the Rams. Like yeah. I knew the Rams were going to win. I don't know what happened. Fucking fifteen years of Patriots dominance is probably just, like your thumb. Just my brain was like, "Are you stupid? I don't hands. Patriots aren't going to lose this." Yeah, yeah but yeah. Cam Newton played like shh, Cam. I'm Newton's glad terrible. you brought this up because I was going. Don't to. do it. Just don't get started. I won't. It's a bad. You need to stop. It's a bad habit. I don't listen, really have. Listen to your Garth Brooks. I don't have people to support though. Yeah. So like me doing it. <laughs> people, you got Beasley. Think about Beasley. <laughs> Beasley, you got like a kid to support, <laughs> so you stay away from it. I'll do the gambling for All right. you. All right. Yeah. If you have good, bet. if you have a good bet, you think you want to do, you let me know. And I'll, Browns all the way. I'll pretend to I do got it. the hoodie. The I, I got money on the Browns this weekend. The Browns, yeah, they're gonna whoop the Ravens. Yeah, I got I think, money. On I them. hope. I, I haven't them. talked about them all year. <laughs> we talked about last time being Freebird. They wouldn't do very good. Dude, they're good this year, man. Yeah, yeah. Baker and three. Yeah, they're playing out of their fucking minds. Their game against the Giants got moved to Sunday night. I know they flexed out the Cowboys. Yeah. 
First time the Cowboys have been flexed out of a game, and first I think time Browns have ever, ever flexed. <laughs> I, I haven't know, seen anything. Crazy. I don't know. If I can't imagine. Twenty twenty, the Browns flexed yep. out the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, but that's the Cowboys need to be spoken of in the same light as like just, the same way the Browns used to be. Just spoken let the about. Cowboys stop. They're <sighs> just be like, all right, like nice try, everybody. I really hope Take in the, the last uh, three or four games off. And so I don't, I don't think anybody's beating the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're going to the Super Bowl again. Uh-huh. But I would love if the AFC, and I don't know if it would come down to it. Well, I guess it could, depending on how the playoffs set up. But I would love it if the AFC Championship game uh-huh. was the Browns and Bills. Yeah, that's what I was, that's good. That'd, that'd be such a that. good fucking game. Yeah. But I just don't know if anybody's going to beat the Chiefs. Probably be, it'd be in Buffalo because they're going to be division yeah. champs. Browns are still alive for the division. Man, it'd be a great game. Even All if it's right. like an opening round, even if it's a playoff. Yeah, I would just like to see in general. I want to see it in the playoffs. Yeah. A couple young teams. Uh, Bills are kind of my team this year. Oh, kind of big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> but I, the Chiefs are so good. Yeah. Anyways, man. Uh, so yeah, I have a I have a gambling problem, <laughs> and if things start getting real weird on this podcast, you guys will know it's just getting bad. Yeah. Uh, if we can't do a podcast anymore, they come and take your computer. Like, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to see our podcast, you yeah. have to actually show up here. Josh will post his address. Yeah, we'll just sit out there on the porch. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get into the story for this episode, uh, some true crime news just hit today, like about a half hour before you got here. Breaking news? Breaking news. Uh, the Nerdist, uh, Nerdist.com posted this, uh, literally, I mean, I guess it was this afternoon, but I saw it about an hour ago. Uh, Zodiac Killer, the cypher that for 51 years now, 51 years now has went unsolved. Uh-huh. The very famous I cypher. That, I just watched that movie. Great movie. Yeah. One of the one of my favorites. Netflix. Uh, it was the one received by the San Francisco Chronicle in 1969. Uh, the 340 character cipher. Uh, a team ran solutions through computer programs, uh, and they cracked it. So the message, they figured out, like, so... Is this something about Ovaltine and? <laughs> oh wait, that's Chris Ryder BB guns. Uh, so like, it's really Not weird. A but serial killer. There's like so for each letter, like A, there's six different characters that represent A. So I don't know how they figured this out, uh-huh. but it's computers or so whatever. Uh, but it says, um, "I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me." That wasn't me on the TV show. Which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise, spelled wrong, all the sooner. Because I know, because I now have enough slaves to work for me, where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise, spelled wrong again, so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life, because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one and paradise death. So, cool guy. Yeah. Real cool guy. Uh, but, yeah, the TV, like, the thing he Did referred to. Did he leave to, a hashtag or anything? Let me see if there's a Check hashtag. Back. Check back. Uh, there's no symbols that even resemble a hashtag. Well, there's one that kind of looks like a hashtag. Okay. So, hashtag paradise. <laughs> like a paradise? It's P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E. Okay. Paradise. He's close. He got the fanatic. The f- <laughs> best thing. Just go on. So, yeah, uh, the FBI basically came out, uh, the San Francisco Division of the FBI came out and uh, said, yeah, that's a legit uh, 
like they they which I don't know how they approve it. Like they're yeah. like yeah, that's right. We've known that all uh, along. Good yeah. job, guys. It? it doesn't really help him catch the guy. So yeah, caught, it doesn't right? really no, it doesn't really well, I'm sure mean he's anything. Dead by now. But uh, he's sitting here doing this podcast. It was ten years before I was born. You are uh, immortal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he says he wasn't him on the TV show, which he's talking about. Uh, somebody claimed to be the Zodiac and called into that TV show. Uh huh. So that wasn't him. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of crazy though that it took this long. They finally they didn't think it was years. ever going to be solved. Yeah. So uh, somehow that can lead to. Still families Figure out, out who it is. By, yeah. You know? Well, it's just one of the, the be a crazy mystery to finally solve. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. would probably feel a lot better. <laughs> he would. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal definitely would. Yeah, he oh was, yeah, definitely Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, that wife of his. How and, much is she gonna put up with? <laughs> in other weird news, uh, former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it. So you didn't you haven't heard about this? Huh. I asked you before. Uh, a f- so a Who's former this Trump fella, a uh, former Israeli space security chief, has sent eyebrows shooting. He- this is on NBC News. By uh, eyebrows shooting heavenward by saying that Earthlings have been in contact with extraterrestrials from a galactic federation. The unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here because humanity is not ready yet. Uh, Haim Ashed. Former head of Israel's Defense Ministry Space Directorate told a newspaper. Uh, but yeah, so he says that uh, the aliens are curious about humanity and just wanted to understand us. And that we signed an agreement. Uh, and that there is a underground base in the depths of Mars where Whoa. Uh, American astronauts and alien representatives both work together. Uh, and, and the Trump Tupac. and Tupac, hmm. uh, he said that Trump is aware of it and has been on the verge. Of, I don't think Trump's aware of anything. Yeah, well, here's the part that kind <laughs> of uh, makes me think this is all bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He says that Trump was on the verge of revealing this information, but was asked not to in order pr- to prevent mass hysteria. He would immediately. Oh yeah, you can't ask that guy not to hysteria. do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he would do it just to be a dick. Oh, yeah, because it'd be huge. But it would also it'd cause big. mass hysteria. Probably, like, we wouldn't have to be worrying about elections. Yeah. And he could just stay president because everybody would be too... I feel like he would have released it by now. <laughs> Definitely. 100. <laughs> Although, so, Texas, uh, the Supreme Court just today denied overturning Texas election. Oh, results, good. So, it's yeah. over. Like, he's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, like, all those, like, senators or whoever, like, signed that thing that we should just, like... Reverse it and four swing states. Yeah, uh, yeah. Supreme Court said it's like, hey, the guy we voted for didn't win. Can we just reverse this? Yeah, Supreme Court came out and said that's not happening. Good. So it's, but so now he might, if this has any, you know, he might be like, all right, yeah, fuck it, yeah. Here's what you got to do. Aliens with Biden brings yeah. out fucking uh, Blink One Eighty Two. He reunites <laughs> them, and they fucking play a song, and then he's like, oh, I'm Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Blink song. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm Trump. Trump. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what do you think? Like, so let's let's just say this is true. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's an intergalactic federation federation where we're working alongside aliens. Like, Am say I too like, old to join. Say like they actually bring aliens out. Yeah. Like people see him. What do you think would happen? I think it would definitely be massive. I mean, <laughs> like you would have like if you're religious. 
Like, if you're a religious person, I guess you could go one of two ways. You could either say, okay, well, God created them too. Yeah. Or you could just be like, oh my God, everything I've ever believed in is a fucking lie. Uh-huh. They're space people. That's almost too much. That's heavy, as uh, Marty McFly would say. Yeah. That's almost too much for me. So I don't know what would happen. Yeah, I think people would just love a chance to be able to just... <laughs> like, would we immediately try to start killing them? I don't think we would. Not me and you. Yeah, but I, I think most no, people... No, we would be like, hey, is this anyone... Yeah, I think most people that voted for Trump would definitely... Like, yeah, would it just be like immediately like, grab your guns, we yeah. gotta we gotta defend... Yeah, just because that would be like an excuse, right? I mean, right. Even that, though, even if they were like, hey, we don't want yeah. to take anything, like we're cool, we're just... Unless they come down with like money or something. Well, or, or it'd be like the movie Mars Attacks. Have yeah. you seen that? I, uh, I saw, you know, when they first attacked. It's a great movie. You need to watch uh-huh. it again. All right. It's really good. But it'd be like that, where, like, one guy, like, accidentally shoots, and it scares the aliens, and they just start fucking, like, vaporizing everyone. Yeah. Through the way. Party. (laughs) Right? So, yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we got a uh, a new segment for the podcast, and uh, there's a company out. We're not sponsored by them. Yet. Yet. It'd be great if we could possibly pull a sponsorship here. Yeah. Uh, A company called Poddex. P-O-D-D-E-C-K-S dot com. Uh, and they make uh, decks of cards with questions, like conversation starters, discussion topics, things like that, to help podcasts. Right. Uh, we're a podcast. And we're a podcast. Man, I forgot we were doing that. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to pull up. I got. They have an app. You okay. can go in the app store and download Pod Decks. Pod Decks. And uh, they get some. You have to, like, there's packs you have to pay for, but uh-huh. there's some free ones on here. So I figured I'd ask you. A question. All right. And we'll see what it is. Like, I don't know what it's going to be because it's just a random... Random question for me. So, let me get this. This is where I shine. This is where you shine, buddy. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know what we're going to call this yet. All right. I'll let you pick the... uh, Let me see. Uh, Let's do... Do you want the uh, WTF? The Hustle? Hoops? Or How Dare You? How dare you? Let's okay. go there. Uh, okay, here we go. I don't know if you're going to like this one. Oh, how dare <laughs> you? All right, Joel. What habit can't you seem to quit? A habit I can't seem to quit. Um, I don't like this one. I didn't think you would. Working? I'm going to answer that. I wish I could just quit working. That's it's not a habit. habit. That's Man, a necessity. I, I've been doing it for like... A lot of years, twenty some years. It's a pretty bad habit. Okay, hold on. Let's. Oh my God, you don't want to answer any of this. <laughs> okay, here's one. Yeah. Okay, answer this one. Yeah. Uh, this will be the other only other one I ask you. Uh, what is the meanest thing that you have done? The meanest thing that I've done. Yeah. Uh, in sixth grade, maybe sixth grade, I think. I uh, set up another dude to get punched. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do a lot of mean what things. Did you, how did you do that? Sixth grade. So you were. I was uh, like, all right, we're going to start how, walking. How you and I'll bring grade. up your girlfriend. And he'll say, I'll like make it where he'll say something bad about her. Because the dude wanted to punch her. And I just wanted to help my friend that wanted to punch him. Okay. I was like, wait. <laughs> my friend wanted to punch him. <laughs> and I just wanted to help him out because I wanted to be liked. And I don't didn't want to be punched. You know, I figured like, shit, I might be next. So, yeah. So, you're 10, 11, 12? Six, how 11, 12, 12, probably, yeah. So, your, f- somebody, your friend wanted to punch somebody. Yeah. 
this guy. Yeah. And you did what now? I just kind of set it up. I was like, you know, started walking with him and like brought up the guy's girlfriend and made it where like said something that he would just agree with and then my friend could like hear it and punch him. <laughs> wow, what a dick. I just came right up with that, didn't I? Man. <laughs> that was like 30 years ago. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I stabbed a kid in the leg with a Oh, wow. So... You went a lot. <laughs> the, uh, you didn't even need a middleman. The lead got uh, stuck in his leg, and he probably could have got lead poisoning. Yeah, from what I hear. So yeah, I. Don't worry, you're not the only monster. Right. <laughs> At least that was a long time ago. You're not the only grade school monster running around. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well let's talk about some real monsters. All right. Uh, let's get into the Carnation Murders. Uh, Carnation, Washington is located about 25 miles east of Washington's largest city, Seattle. Uh, you know, Have you ever heard of the story or anything? Real quick before we no. get into it? Okay. I was <clears> going to say Seattle. I was like, yep. You ever heard of Seattle? Macklemore, <laughs> uh, the Seahawks. Macklemore is what you go to first? <laughs> Not Nirvana? <laughs> Nirvana. Mac. <laughs> wow. That's the real crime. I like I like thrift shop, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna pop some. Tags. I'm changing the story. We're gonna talk about my the murder you're committing right now. <laughs> okay, so although it has a status as a city, uh, Carnation takes up all of 1.1 square miles. It's uh, not very big. It's not very big. It is home. News. It's home to just over 2,100 people. All right. Uh, the landscape there is rural. I can't say that word. Rural. R U R A L. Yeah. And most residents are employed in farming. Uh, according to the City of Carnation's it's website, a living. it's a living. Uh, Carnation is in one of the most productive agricultural regions in the Northwest, surrounded by the Cascade foothills and right on the Snoqualmie River. Mm. Said that one. Uh, Carnation is the perfect spot to experience the unspoiled landscape of the Northwest and spend time in nature. Given its small size, Carnation is a close knit and friendly community where everybody knows one another. Uh, the city hosts annual July 4th and fall harvest celebrations, during which residents get together and enjoy the company of their longtime friends and neighbors. This is one of this is our second story we've done where a uh, little small town has uh-huh. big celebrations and awful shit happened. Uh, the area is safe and considered a good place to raise a family. There's the odd burglary and theft cases, but violent crime is rare, if not virtually unheard of. That is until Christmas Eve. In 2007. 2007? 2007. Oh, damn. Kind of a recent one. I was waiting for like 1942. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kind of... Like some lady had her 16 kids with her. <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, 2007. Judy Anderson and Wayne Anderson, both in their 60s, uh, had been happily married for 31 years. Judy and Wayne? Judy worked oh. for the U.S. Postal Service while Wayne was an engineer for Boeing. Damn. Uh, together they had three children... A lot of money. Mary, Scott, and Michelle. Uh, Scott had two children, Olivia and Nathan, with his wife Erica. Michelle Anderson lived with her boyfriend, Joseph McEnroe, in a trailer on the 10-acre property owned by Judy and Wayne. Uh, Wayne and Judy Anderson had invited their children over for a Christmas Eve gathering and were looking forward to seeing the grandchildren. A roast was cooking. uh, Christmas lights were blinking. Judy was wrapping gifts for the grandkids, and Wayne was was relaxing on the couch while watching TV. 
Around 4 p.m. that afternoon, Michelle Anderson and her boyfriend, Joseph McEnroe, drove to her parents' home. Uh, once inside, Joseph distracted Judy, who was wrapping gifts, while Michelle looked for her father. Uh, she confronted him before raising her pistol and shooting him. Whoa. The sound of Michelle shooting her pistol she made... say hi, Dad. <laughs> uh, she has her own way of saying hi. Damn. Uh, the sound of the shot... Uh, made Judy and Joseph run into the kitchen. Well, Judy ran into the kitchen and Joseph ran after her. Yeah. Uh, Michelle's gun had actually jammed on the first shot, so Joseph stepped in and put a bullet in Wayne's head, Ooh. killing him. Uh, then he turned towards Judy, who was screaming. Joseph apologized to her before he shot her in the face in the kitchen. Damn. I after- guess that was nice of him. <laughs> he apologized. Still a dick move. Still a real dick move. It's like, I don't mean to sound rude, but... Blame. Yeah. Uh, After after they drug the bodies outside to a shed, they went about cleaning up the blood using towels and blankets. How the fuck you got to clean up the blood of shooting two people in the head? Well, I mean, you're using a... I forget what gun they use now, but it wouldn't be... I mean, it wouldn't quite be the... Not like a shotgun or... Yeah, no, it wouldn't be the scene you're thinking. Yeah, I automatically... (laughs) I'm just about to be like... Gory, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, folks, that's just me. So they used blood... They used towels and blankets to clean the blood, and then they burned those in a fire pit outside. Hey, how are them towels working out? (laughs) I hope they got Bounty Ultra (laughs) soak or whatever. Michelle and Joseph spent an hour mopping up the floors and hiding all the evidence that a crime had ever occurred. Crime themselves? About an hour later, Scott and Erica arrived with two children. As they entered the home, uh, nothing really seemed out of place. They just walked right in. Uh, They had no idea, you know, that anything horrible just happened. Uh, Once inside, just as they entered the living room, Michelle stepped into view and opened fire on her brother. God. Uh, When he saw his sister with a gun and she was, you know, Taking shots at him, he charged at her. Uh, she was able to get Kids. off four shots though, and one struck him in the neck, Ooh. and that's what they—that's what the, they think killed him. Man, what the heck? Uh, Erica made it to the phone and called nine one one. The stepsister. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Scott's wife. All she got out before she was shot and the call was disconnected was not the kids. No. Uh, McEnroe had ripped the phone from her hands at that point. He crushed it and tore out the batteries. Uh, both Michelle and Joseph shot Erica. Later, Joseph McEnroe would state that Erica, already struck by two bullets, uh, her husband and his parents already gunned down, had huddled with her children and pleaded with Joseph to to spare their lives. She said, you don't have to do this. And McEnroe says that he apologized again before responding, yes, we do. He then killed Erica and the two children. Uh, Olivia was five, and Nathan was three. Jesus. Uh, in a little bit, I'll show you pictures of this uh, this guy, Joseph. Okay, the guy. Okay. Joseph McEnroe. Uh-huh. And he is just a fucking, a picture lo- of fucking loser. Uh, Living on these people's property, on their yeah. acres in a trailer, dating their daughter. Yeah. Uh, so later, Michelle and Joseph would say it was because they believed the, the, the reason why they killed the kids is because they believed the children would be scarred for life from witnessing their parents being killed, so they thought it best to kill them as well. Well, they killed them because they're psychopaths. Yep, there you go. <laughs> they're uh, pieces of shit, but they, yeah, they can say they're going to say shit. That's... All, all of the family members had been shot in the head and face. Ah. A total of 14 rounds had been fired. Uh, after killing the last of the family, 
Michelle realizing... She smacked her face and screamed <laughs> like in Home Alone. <laughs> we took a full circle. That was it. That's the story. Okay. Uh, That's Michelle, she realized awful. that the 911 call went through, so she went down to the end of the driveway and closed the gate. Uh, police were dispatched to the scene in response to the call. I mean, yeah. it is a 911 yeah. call. So yeah, they have to check it out. But when they arrived and the gate to the property was locked, uh, the officers decided not to investigate further. They'd spoken with a neighbor before they left, and the neighbor had not heard anything out of the normal, uh, out of the usual. And then the police, uh, I two, hope four people don't die after this because that's on the police. Uh, well, so to the to the police, according to them, yeah, the call that Erica had made, the nine one one call, uh, all they could hear, they say, it just sounded like muffled voices speaking at like a party, uh-huh. like it just sounded like a bunch of people together, and they were. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, like I don't know how they didn't hear her saying no yeah. about the kids. I don't know if, like, that didn't get picked up, and it was just, like, they could hear Joseph and Michelle talking. I don't uh, know. But they... they it's just crazy they didn't, like, get confirmation from somebody in the house. Yeah. Uh, but it is a small town, so, you know, like, right. people, whatever. Or, so, yeah, since the, like, the, the gate was locked, the neighbor said he hadn't heard anything, and they, you know, they didn't really stick around. Uh, investigators, later investigators would say that they doubt the deputies would have been in time to save the Andersons anyways. Yeah. Uh, but with the suspects likely still in the home, they would have at least been able to make arrests sooner. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't take long. Uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day would come and go. Postal workers returned to work on December 26th. And when Linda Thiel reported to work that morning, uh, she was surprised by the absence of her best friend, Judy Anderson. Thiel knew something was wrong and feared it was something bad. She left work and made her way to Judy's house, arriving shortly after 8 a.m. The gate was still locked, uh, so Theo got out of her car and walked around it, which really makes me go back and question the police. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, we got to walk all the way around this gate? I don't know exactly what the setup looks like here, but uh-huh. like, if she, like, do you just go down a little ways postal, and walk? Postal workers are pretty badass. Right. All right. Through rain. Either rain or yeah. sleet or snow or gates. Uh, so she knocks on the front door. Nobody answers. She tries, she tries to open it. It was unlocked. Uh, she pushes the door open wider, and she sees the body of Scott Anderson lying motionless on the floor. Um, later, she would say that her first thought was that he had—he must have had uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, Aww. which is a really weird thing. To just like that's your first, not yeah. like a heart attack or she not see the face at all. Something. I mean, yeah. being shot in the head. So then she gets a closer look, and she realizes, yeah, he's been yeah. shot in the head. Uh, not far from Scott lay the bodies of Erica and Nathan. Um, she didn't have her cell phone on her, so she rushed into the bedroom and called 911 from their landline. Uh, oh, I would not want to be in that house. So, well, so she says, uh, so here, conversation, hi, there's been a murder. I just came up. Uh, she works with me. The operator asked her who was there. Uh, she says there's a baby, a man, and a woman. Uh, she's my best friend. So, you know, she's freaking out. Yeah. Um... Thea was too frightened to look at Erica's body and assumed it was Judy. So she didn't even know there was like, she didn't know Judy was, or Erica was there. Yeah. Uh, The phone call between them lasted around 30 minutes. And while she was on the phone with the operator, she said that Judy and Wayne's daughter, Michelle, lived on the property in a mobile home. And Michelle had been upset with Judy and Wayne over money. She worried that Michelle may have been involved in the killings. She was on the phone with 911 in that house for 30 minutes. It took them a half hour. Yeah. Uh, So she even says at one point, the gate is locked, which makes me wonder if her daughter did it, which is scary, because then I might be up here with a murderer. 
So she's... Well, yeah. I mean, she immediately puts this together. Yeah. Like, she knows exactly what happened. So she gets there at 8 a.m. At 9.30 a.m., police arrive. I don't exactly... If it's a small town like that, I yeah. don't know how it took takes them... Like, she's in the house before she calls the police for Especially maybe, what, five minutes? Know there's bodies there. Yeah. So, again, you know, police... Luckily for them, what happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, so they find Scott, they find Erica, Nathan, and then they find Olivia, uh, who had been huddled behind her mother. All four had been shot in the head. Uh, they begin coming to the home for evidence. When one ventured outside of the shed, they find Judy and Wayne. Oh, man. So that's one, two, three, four, six bodies. Yeah. These two uh, children. So, yeah, three, four, yeah, six bodies. Uh, so approximately three hours after the police arrived, Michelle Anderson and Joseph McEnroe pull up to Wayne and Judy's house. Uh, the police cars surrounding the property didn't appear to phase them whatsoever, and neither of them asked if Wayne and Judy were okay. So immediately, police, their suspicions are high. Yeah. Uh, the authorities begin questioning Anderson and McEnroe, and Anderson told them they had been on their way to Las Vegas to get, mar- to get married, but they got lost, so they turned around and came home. Uh, Go west. Anderson told the detectives that the last time she had seen her parents was Christmas Eve before heading to Las Vegas. They'd go east, by the way. Oh, okay. Seattle's See? further. <laughs> <laughs> For me to go to Las Vegas, I need to go west. We would go west. Yes. Uh, Shit. So, yeah, they said they got lost and they came back. Um, when a detective asked Anderson why she thought the authorities were even at the house, she immediately broke down. Hmm. Starts screaming. It's jo- It's not Joel's. It's not Joe's fault. It's all my fault. As soon as I shot the gun, I felt so bad. Like what the hell have I done? I'm a monster. I'm gonna so continue to be a monster. She held up real well under yeah. pressure. Uh, the detective asked Anderson why the children had been killed, and Anderson explained that they would be scarred for life. Like we said. Uh, Anderson was questioned as to why she felt the need to wipe uh, or to uh, kill her family. She told detectives that she was, quote, tired of everybody stepping on her, claiming that her brother Scott owed her $40,000 and would not pay her back, and that her parents had begun pressing her about paying rent money for living in the mobile home on the property uh, after she and McEnroe had lived there for a year free of charge. It became clear to clear to detectives that money was at the heart yeah. of this. It was all about money. Uh, when questioned about how long she'd been planning the murders, Anderson replied that she had decided two weeks ago Jeez. that she would kill her family and ask Mac- asked McEnroe to help her. My guy was like, sure. Uh, yeah. So, after Anderson and McEnroe's confession, which went on for nearly two hours and detailed who killed who, uh, the two were arrested on the spot Anderson led detectives to where she and McEnroe had discarded the two guns in the Stillaguamish River. Uh, on December 28th, Anderson and McEnroe were each charged with six counts of aggravated murder. So both McEnroe and Anderson confessed to the murders, but the judicial process would be a long, drawn-out one that ended up costing taxpayers millions of dollars. Uh, we're going to go through a little bit of a timeline here. All right. Uh, June 2008, during a jailhouse interview with the Seattle Times, Anderson confessed to the murders once again. Quote, I want the most severe punishment, which would be the death penalty. I think if I kill a bunch of people, I'm not sure I deserve to live. A bunch of people. I want to waive my trial. 
So then on October 16th, yeah, it's your family. It's not a bunch of people. Uh, and then she says, I think if I kill. Uh, on October 16th, 2008, King County Prosecutor Dan Satterberg uh, announces he will seek the death penalty against Anderson and McEnroe. Uh, however, this received significant pushback from Judge Jeffrey Ramsdale, who ruled against it. Uh, Governor of Washington, J- Governor of Washington, Jay Inslee, also said that no one would be executed while he was in office. Almost three years later, three fucking years later, uh, on April, and they still have a living child. Didn't you say they had three children? Uh, yeah, Mary. So we'll get she. Okay. She wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, almost three years later, on April twenty eighth, two thousand eleven. Uh. Uh, Superior Court Judge Jeffrey Ramsdale rules Anderson and McEnroe will be tried separately. July 11, 2011, Senior Deputy Deputy Prosecutor James Conat, who was criticized by the state Supreme Court for using racially charged language during a 2007 trial, is removed as a prosecutor on the two cases, once again delaying the case from moving forward. Jeez. Good. So that's July 11, 2011. After they've already both admitted to it. Yeah, they've already confessed. So now January 31st, 2013 rolls around, and Judge Ramsdale rules that the state cannot seek the death penalty against Anderson and McEnroe. So it's like six years later. Uh, Yeah, 2007, now we're 2013. Jeez. uh, Saying that the King County Prosecutor's Office erred in considering the strength of its evidence and deciding to seek the death penalty. So he's saying that they don't have enough evidence Uh, to support the death penalty, even though they've confessed. Yeah. I don't know what else. They have the guns? Yeah. Uh, September 5th, 2013, the state Supreme Court overturns Ramsdale's ruling on the death penalty. But then on September 5th, 2013, oh yeah, then at the same time, uh, and they order the trial to proceed. So that's September 5th, 2013. In response, on January 31st, 2014, oh my gosh. Ramsdale rules once again. That if they can't prove, if they can't come up with more evidence, they will not be able to seek the death penalty. Uh, there's no more evidence, I'm sure, to come up with. Right. Seven years later, I'm sure. <clears> like, what no, more do you, unless you have video of it. Yeah, like, I mean, no, I'm sure the crime scene's long gone. I mean, uh, they have all the evidence for, you know, hopefully they kept fibers and all that, but I don't Right. Know. Well, so then on February 11th, 2014, uh, because the justice system is one giant shit show, uh, Governor Jay Inslee announces that no one will be executed while he's in office. However, uh, so then uh, we finally, on January 20th, 2015, testimony begins in Joseph McEnroe's murder trial. 2015? Wow. January 20th, 2015. Uh, so, ba- uh, yeah, because the murders took place December 24th, 2007. Yeah, so eight so years. Over eight years. Ridiculous. Uh, Joseph took the stand at his trial and told the court what happened on Christmas Eve 2007. Uh, he says uh, it was smoky in there. It smelled of blood and death. He says this in a whisper. Uh, and he kind of has like a speech impediment, and he talks in whispers the whole time. I'll show you a video after we get it done. Yeah. Which, if you guys want, I'll, I'll post the links to some stuff. But there's a video of his testimony. Um, he says that Michelle starts firing on Scott. Uh, Her gun jams. No, this is a uh, oh, brother. brother. <clears throat> Uh, not Wayne. And he says that Scott uh, starts charging at her, and uh, he says that Scott died fighting for his life by wrestling Michelle for the gun. Hell yeah. Joseph says that when he saw Erica grab the phone and call 911, he ran over and grabbed the phone from her. He pulled the batteries and threw them on the floor. Uh, then Michelle started shooting at Erica and Livia, who were both hit but not dead. 
Erica begged Joseph. He this is all him saying, you know, telling the story. Uh-huh. He said she he says that she says she said, "We love you. You don't have to do this." And then he says, "I shot her first so she didn't have to watch her children die." Fuck. Uh next he shot Nathan because he was closest to him. This guy's got such a weird like moral system. <sighs> yeah. He says that uh, Nathan, after being shot, held up the phone batteries and showed it to me, and he took that to mean that Nathan was accepting what was about to happen. All right. And then he finished off Nathan and Olivia. Uh, he blamed uh, Michelle for everything. He says she tricked him into killing her family, that she was a bully, and she treated me like an, an attack dog. Uh, he said the reason Michelle wanted them dead was because she was jealous, because she felt entitled. Then a neighbor to the Anderson family testified that they had overheard Michelle yelling at Joseph, you're a loser, you have no job, no money, no life. So this guy is just, I mean, he's just a loser. Yeah. That, you know, he got, man- he got manipulated and used. Yeah. Uh, throughout most of the... T- is she the youngest of the three kids? I forget. I saw the... I think she's the middle. Oh, really? She might be the youngest, actually. Yeah. I forget. Now, I saw the ages and I didn't... There was, it would be too many numbers, and yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to go through. Yeah. Um, throughout the, she was like in her 30s. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they were all pretty close, yeah. all three kids. Uh, throughout most of the trial, Joseph sat at the defense table motionless, but on the stand, uh, he was medicated, and he was hardly able to piece sentences together at times. I wonder where his IQ is. Uh, at other times, he would break into laughing fits. Ugh. When he was describing the look on Judy's face when he shot her, he put his arms over his head and started rocking uncontrollably. Uh, then he lashed out at the prosecutor on cross-examination. He says, you know what? Fuck it. If you want to kill me, go ahead. Kill me. I don't care. Uh, he would also speak about being visited by spirit animals and suffering a troubled childhood where he was abused by his mother's numerous boyfriends. Uh, when talking about killing the children, he said that he did it to save them from a life of hell after what they had witnessed and that he believed they would be reunited with their mother through reincarnation. So he's, you know, just, he's all there. Uh, March 25th, 2015, jurors find McEnroe guilty of six counts of aggravated first-degree murder. Uh, In Washington State, for the jury to recommend the death penalty, all 12 must be in favor. In the case of McEnroe, however, eight jurors ruled in favor of sentencing Anderson to death, while four did not. So where do you stand on that? On the death penalty? Yeah. Uh, I'm not against it. I'll say yeah. that. Um, but I think you have to have, without a shadow of a doubt. What do you think about in this case? Like this one here? Yeah. I mean, they both, con- they both confess. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird, you know, like, uh, false confessions happen, but yeah. they really never take it back. Uh-huh. Usually if you, somebody makes a false confession. They knew where the guns were. They, they knew everything. Yeah. I mean, they did it. Yeah. Like. You got them, yeah. kill them. I think. I just, yeah. yeah. I think if you have no doubt whatsoever, they're we, not gonna like. We don't leave them sitting around in a jail cell. It's like so. they're gonna like let them out at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not against it. Um, I think you know whatever. What about you? I don't know, man. I'm kind of uh, I'm not against. I don't know. I just don't think it's like uh, my place. They're really even. That's kind of the coward's way out, isn't it? I guess I, I, I'm against it, I guess. You're against you, it? Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's eye weird. for an eye. I've never really, you know, that's kind of what makes me think of. Yeah. I mean, these people are pieces of shit, and I think like they should be like locked in a box. Right. You know, and, like the most minimal rights like a human can have. I, I mean, don't know. I think that's kind of a you know having to think about it. You know, just knowing what you did. I don't know. The way it, I kind of, the way I kind of like, I mean, like we have a social contract. Yeah. It's what keeps us from just killing each other. Uh-huh. Like, we have the social contract of, like, hey, I know, like, I have the ability to kill you. Yeah. I'm not going to, though, because I don't want you to kill me. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, the base, uh, like, base logic of Yeah, we want to of live. Of humanity. Yeah. So, I feel like once you break that contract, and it's known that you broke that contract. Like, In such wh- a way, like, too. what are we doing keeping you yeah. around you've proven that you you don't benefit society yeah whatsoever you've taken society you've taken away from society yeah oh yeah so but then you know then you get into the issue of like well you know who gets to decide that like uh-huh. should judges get should jurors so that killing there's is, a whole yeah, lot oh, yeah you know maybe i don't know if there's like a way to like leave it up to the surviving sister you know like what's the family think what do they want right and you know sometimes you get the you know you get the uh, family members or the friends or whatever who immediately say, you know, kill them, they want them, yeah. whatever. But then you get this one, you know, you get some that forgive them. Yeah. This is eight years later. Yeah. I I always think it's weird when, uh, like, people that murder people, and I mean, you know, some, like, some of them, like, even, like, brutal murders, uh-huh. and, like, serial killers and just fucking maniacs, they will make plea deals to avoid the death penalty. Yeah. And, like, I guess, you know, if you're on death row, I don't know how exactly, I don't know how wor- how much worse that is mm-hmm. than being in the regular population. You're probably in your own cell, I would imagine. And... But, like, if you've already went that far, you're going to sit on death row for a few years. Yeah. Like, why do you even time. care at this point? Like, you're like done. Like you said, just that human, they want to live. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I mean, man. you might be in that, you know, the, the height of that fury and... Maybe, you know, like this guy, like the guy that admits, maybe, you know, maybe he's changed his mind and doesn't Right, want right. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I guess it might be a little bit different when you're, like, talking about, like... Deep shit, man, human. Some emotional shit happens, but yeah. then, like, when you talk about serial killers who plan the shit out, they have methods, yeah, they stalk true. victims, like, you know, they had tons of time to turn back and not do what they did. Anyways, uh... So they find him. They find him guilty, but they yeah. don't. They can't sentence him to death. Can't sentence him to death. So they get him for life. Yeah. Um, in response to reporters' uh, questions regarding the outcome of McEnroe's trial, uh, Pam Mantle, who was Erica's mother, said about McEnroe, "He has no respect for anybody. He had no respect for the two people that were the kindest to him, which were Wayne and Judy, who took him in. He shot them and threw them in the backyard. I have nothing to say about him." Yeah. Uh, as a result of the outcome of McEnroe's trial, Let him rot. King County Prosecutor Dan Satterberg announced that Michelle Anderson would not face the death penalty. He said to proceed with the death penalty against Defendant Anderson in light of the sentence imposed on Defendant McEnroe would not be in the interest of justice. Yeah. Uh, so he's basically just saying, hey, I know we're not going to get the death yeah. penalty. I'm honestly we didn't surprised the- one or the other didn't. You know, flip or right. I'm well, out. she did right at the beginning say, "Don't blame him." Yeah, that it was all her. Yeah. Um, on January twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen, Anderson's trial began. Uh, in his opening statements, uh, King County Prosecutor Scott, Os- 
Scott O'Toole say that the motive for the murders is pure, unadulterated greed. Um, and uh, the tape of Anderson's confession sent mixed, mixed messages to the jury. She called herself a monster and a bad person for murdering her family, but then said that her mother, father, and brother had abused her for years. She said that it, she wasted her life because of those assholes. It's not fair. It was also revealed during the trial that Anderson and Erica, or Anderson hated, Michelle Anderson hated Erica uh, because she felt that Erica had pushed her out of her brother's life. Um, the prosecutor said that Erica was the person that Michelle Anderson truly hated the most. Ah, jealousy. Uh, yeah. So towards the end Free of her trial, jealousy. like, like uh, whoever said earlier, she felt uh, entitled and yeah. judged and, you know. Um, towards the end of her trial, Anderson had an outburst in which she yelled at Judge, Judge Ramsdale, telling him she was going to file charges against her attorneys, who she was convinced had been lying to her. Uh, she had wanted to temporarily leave jail to sort of find her own counsel. Which I don't know. <laughs> do they do that? I don't think so. <laughs> like, can you just be like, well, I want to leave because I want to get a lawyer. Oh, yeah. okay, well, go ahead. So entitled, even nine years later. Uh, she was not granted permission to do so. Oh, what? <laughs> and she blamed the judge for this, said he was violating her rights. Oh, man. Um, I like her dad used to violate her rights. Right. I got to pay rent. And the whole family. Yeah. Uh, Anderson's attorneys did not call a single witness to the stand during her trial, citing how difficult she had been, uh, saying that she refused to cooperate or communicate with them for years at this point. On March 4th, 2016... Anderson was convicted of six counts of aggravated murder, just like McEnroe. And on April 21st, she was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. During her sentencing hearing, Pam Mantle, again the mother of Erica, uh, said about Michelle, or she addressed Michelle yeah. directly, I don't think you're big and tough. I think you're a bully and a coward. I'm brokenhearted. Every day I miss those six people. Uh, Michelle's older sister, Mary. Uh, said to Michelle, it kills me. I loved you so much. Just know they love you. So Mary had supposed to have been, she was supposed to have been a yeah, thing. She got sick. For her to sh- oh. So she couldn't, she couldn't make it. That's the only reason Damn. she wasn't there. Or she'd have, you know, she'd been yeah. dead too, probably. Yeah. Um, Mich- or Joseph McEnroe is currently imprisoned in the Washington State Penitentiary. Fuck and him. Michelle Anderson is currently imprisoned in the Washington Correction Center for women. That is the story of the Carnation Murders. We <laughs> kind of took a little break from murder, and we got right back we, into it. Man, if people wow. missed us talking about murder, I brought us yeah, I brought us deep back into it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, before we get on the show, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we will be uh, right back with, uh, with some Joel's feel-goods to really uh, bring us out <laughs> of... What do you got any... You got any you know, thoughts before we really take that break? Like, I think we said most of them when we talked about the death penalty. And that was a, I can't believe I missed that story. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty crazy. And I mean, I think that guy is going to suffer in jail anyway, killing two kids. I think the, he sounds like a dumbass. I mean, he sounds like, I, you know, I'm going to watch this video, his confession. I just, I can't imagine him being that high of an IQ guy. I mean, I you know I watch yeah. all the Netflix documentaries. Like, I feel like I already know what this guy's gonna look like. <laughs> In a small town like that, a girl will give you a little bit of attention. You know, live with. Right. I mean, he's a piece of shit. I think I'm not I, trying to like. I think you're gonna be pretty much right about your mental image. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I so what kind of what is weird to me? Um, I don't know 
so like they they do what they do. Mm-hmm. She goes and locks the gate, so she's you know she knows that like she's trying to cover like they clean up. Yeah, like they're clearly trying to cover. But they leave the other bodies. They leave the other bodies. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously about the stepsister, too, or the sister-in-law. Seemed like it. Because, I mean, if it was just the parents, they would have killed the parents and left. But they killed the parents, cleaned up, waited for the brother to get there with the sister. So, I mean, it was... But So then they come, like, they leave, they come back. Yeah. And she immediately breaks down. Yep. So, like, I'm so... Like, it's so hard to tell what her frame of mind is in all this. Right, because was she I don't, it doesn't really say, yeah. you know, like... But you know she's trying to cover up the killer. She's trying to cover it up. They're not covering up yeah. other people. They're leaving. leaving the They're bodies. locking the gate. But then they come right back. Yeah. They immediately confess. They not get cash and things. Did they not rob there was the just house? No, I just I don't. Mean, I just don't. It's such a weird. Yeah. I don't know if there was remorse, or if they came back thinking that they could get away with this by like just being like, oh, we don't know what yeah. happened. Huh. And then they weird. and then once they were confronted, we they, don't have any guns. Right. <laughs> That's a weird case. Oh. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that it was, like, pretty much immediate yeah. uh, arrests. It yeah, took police, years. police, like, getting there and not getting, I'm sure that has changed for the town. And, you know, hopefully things have right. gotten better that way, you know, since. Yeah. That's I mean, just all for the family to go almost a decade. Uh, wait to try to get any, and what kind of justice? I mean, it's just. You got to, I mean, Mary, you know, it's got to be awful for her to, like, have that thought of, yeah. like. I you Came know from a, was a what big is, family was it victim um or uh uh survivors, survivors guilt, guilt? Yeah. oh sure yeah 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 so yeah man this was a uh whoo this was Merry Christmas yeah, uh, yeah. all right we're gonna take an ad break all we will right. be right back. All right, and we are back, and uh, yeah, so let's uh, we went we went down a dark hole there, <laughs> so uh, let's pull ourselves back up with uh, another edition of Joel's Feel Goods. Feels good. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, feels good. Feels good. I got a. Uh, where I work, we have to, uh, we don't have to, we do. Um, we go buy Christmas presents uh-huh. for all of our clients. And uh, uh, me and Tim got a list of some of the people. And, like, we basically, uh, we basically ask the clients, like, what kind of stuff, what they would want. And we make general lists. Uh-huh. And the one that said they wanted candles. And then in parentheses next to it, it said "smells good." <laughs> so the entire every time I looked at it, I was like, "Smells good." It smells good. I could not stop myself. <laughs> Tim, it smells good. Uh, by the way, Tim said he listened to, uh, or I, I played that little clip for him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He thought it was amazing. He thought it was great. That's fun uh, to do. He was talking about how great the artwork is for our show. Yep. I told him Travis Graham. Travis Graham hooks us up. So yeah, uh, got a, a lot of compliments coming. Cool. About some stuff we're doing. So. Yeah, it's really neat. But all right, man. What do you got? You got some feel goods? I got a couple feel goods. You got a couple feel goods. Uh, the first right. one is I saw Schmarsh. You saw the, a wild Schmarsh? Yes. Out in the wild? At the uh, the Rinks Flea Market. But it was weird because, you know, because of masks and everything. Like, I saw them, and I normally try not to look at anybody at the flea market. Right. Good, good call. Yeah. Like, I just look at the merchandise. Don't look at people. You know, and, like, everyone had their mask on, which is cool. But I saw them, and I kind of stopped. And I, you know, I looked at him. And I didn't recognize him, but he, he's wearing wearing his hat. 
Marsh has a hat that he wears. So all you can only see is his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, it was the first time I've ever seen him with pants on. Wait, what do you mean he has a hat? Like, he has his own special hat that he yeah, wears? Yeah, he has a hat. This is a total Stephen Marsh hat. Okay, so it's like a trademark hat. Yep. I didn't know he I had saw a, that. I did not know he had a trademark hat. Yeah, he's got this little black trademark hat. And like I said, he's wearing pants, which threw me off, because I couldn't see his leg tattoos. Didn't know he had leg tattoos? I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know enough about oh, Marsh. Yeah. yeah, he's got uh, leg tattoos. They're all uh, quotes from, like, rom-coms. Okay. Yeah. He has a whole leg dedicated to Meg Ryan coming. Ooh. Yeah. I'll Harry take what Met Sally. I'll take what she's had. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped on my line, motherfucker. But I kind of looked at him and I stopped and I kind of made my eyes a little wider and I lowered my mask just a little bit. And he saw me and he lowered his a little bit. And we talked for a few minutes. That's and... going to be a scene in a rom-com. <laughs> It was so weird. Like, we kind of, he tweeted about it. I was like, man, we need, like, hand signals or something, you know? Like, we should have done the rip it. Oh, we should have done the, oh, my God. It was the perfect you chance to do the rip it. Yeah. Or the, uh, from, from, uh, uh, Hack-A-Lantern. Yeah. The, where they're supposed to be doing the devil horn. Oh, and they yeah. They do the, they With do the, the thumbs love. out. Yeah. Kind of the Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. We need we need a hand signal. But it's Marsh. That was nice. We talked. He had two of his children with him, and I had my child. You know, we made him fight. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I won 50 bucks. That's what you do. You know? That's what you have. I bet on his kids. I'm smart. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> bet on his kids. Well, There's two, two of them. What, two against one? Yeah. Well, they didn't stand a chance. Right. Yeah. Good, but see, betting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yep. I guess I am getting into it. Uh, I wish you would have let me know there was some action going on. I would have, <laughs> I would have it happened so fast. You would have given me the odds. It happened so fast. I can't believe those kids have knives. <laughs> Well, but they were selling them right there the at the flea, flea market. market. That's yeah. what they had, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. They're not the best quality. <laughs> oh. That's the reason Lily survived. Yep, thank gosh. <laughs> All right. All right, my other feel good is, uh, well, it's about death. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of had some death stuff, and I didn't know what story you were bringing. Right. You it's never do. It's not a death-heavy story, but this is, uh, it's about death and about Dutch. And about It's Dutch. about a Dutch man. He invents a coffin that turns bodies into mushrooms. Ooh. A 26-year-old man named Bob Hendricks, formerly known as Jimmy Dillon. <laughs> no. <laughs> His name is Bob Hendricks. He's, uh... How would you change it? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought Bob Hendricks, and then you know Bob Dillon, Jimmy Hendricks. Oh, I know. Okay, that, I was, got a, it. that was a joke. I'm old. I know. Pause, I, rewind, I, play I it again. <laughs> Bob Hendricks, formerly known as Jimmy Dillon. <laughs> He's a technology researcher and bio-designer from the University of Delft in the Netherlands. So he invents the coffin. It's called the living uh, cocoon. Okay. It's a coffin made from wood chips, mycelium, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's. I'll get to that. No, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> and uh, the mycelium is, a, it, it, uh, let's see, it's the mycelium that quickens the process of decomposition. Everybody and it that. helps nature acquire vital nutrients more effectively. And the coffin includes a moss bed, plant roots, and a number of living microorganisms, with the wood chip and mycelium serving as the materials for the coffin's exterior walls. Okay, I like this. So what's the big deal, you ask? Actually, you said you liked it. What's the big deal? Yeah, act like you're incredulous. Is that the uh, word? So what's the big deal with this stupid <laughs> fucking coffin, Joel? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Okay, I'm trying to be in a what's safe with space this right now. It's been a tough week. Tell me about this dumb bullshit <laughs> coffin. <laughs> well, Josh... Cash? It usually takes 12 years for a body to decompose. Duh. <laughs> oh, I don't like this anymore. 
And of course, the coffins take longer. But with this, it takes uh, two to three years for a body in the coffin to decompose. But not only decompose, it, bec- it you know it grows up mushrooms. Right. It grows up. You know, you become part of nature. You become a mushroom. So besides the positive ecological aspects, living caskets can also help mitigate the problem of overcrowding cemeteries. Right. I mean, we have golf courses and parking lots to build. You can't have all these cemeteries around. The faster decomposition process would mean that the same grave may even become available further down the road for other family members. Recycling. That would be real. I think that would be really cool, though. Right. Be buried, you know, and then you become part of the ground that like your family member was two or three years ago. And uh, right now, the coffin costs around uh, one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know what coffins run usually. I, so is that I always like when. My former mother-in-law died. Like it, it was expensive, is all I heard. I tried to okay. stay out of all that stuff, but it, it's a business about dying. I mean, right? I can't imagine they would. And a lot of it's like embalming and all that. I can't imagine they doing that if you're getting put into this coffin to become part of nature. Yeah. You can't be filled with yeah, know, all, yeah, non-natural stuff that things. You. Yeah. So would you say what's mycelium? What's mycelium, nerd? <laughs> Well, push up my glasses. It's the part of the mushroom that we can't see, Josh. Well, wait. The underground... It's like the John Cena part of the mushroom? Yes. It's the underground fibrous network that makes up oh, most it's in the of ground. the life form. I thought you meant like we just get, like it was invisible. And I was. Yeah, it's underneath. But it's it. underneath the ground. Yeah. Okay. Hendrix referred to mycelium as nature's recycler. It's been proven by mushroom scientists <laughs> who are called mycologists, right. which that's my new fucking calling in life. Uh, it's been uh, it's been proven by them that the the mycelium is able it's able to process things which other agents of decomposition can't tackle. Okay. And I want this to be me, but I want it to be like psychedelic mushrooms, so then people can I mean, trip, that was trip balls be, on my balls. That was definitely gonna be my question. Okay. Like, are these like can you trip on these? These ones aren't. Okay. You know, it is the Netherlands. So why can't it be? Do you just need a cow to shit on you, like, I, as you're decomposing? Is that what makes mushrooms? It has to be, like, on a hill facing a certain side that cows Seven shit on. elder gods must I rip their I tears. I honestly don't know. I just get, I get them mushrooms. in a bag. By the time I get them, they've already been, like, picked and everything. Right. And I've never eaten mushrooms that are psychedelic. <laughs> never. <laughs> Hendrix was quoting, I'm almost done, in one story saying, uh, We are nutrients, not waste. It's Normally, true. what we do as humans is we take something out of nature, we kill it, and we use it. So I thought, Hendrix, what if we humans start moving towards a world in which we work with living materials? We would not only become less of a parasite, but we could also start exploring super cool material properties like living lights and walls that are self-healing. You hear that, Kyle? Punch a hole in the wall, it's gonna fill itself in, and that kind of stuff. And then he ended. He didn't it. mention the Kyle punching a hole in the wall, but I just wanted to throw that in there. But I love how he said we could become less of a parasite. He ended it with, "Think about it, man. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta knock on the door." Holy we shit! Talking. All right, so that was uh, that was my feel good. Hopefully, this isn't your uh, bookie coming to break your knees. There is. Thanks. Oh, some cash got delivery. What is this big delivery Friday night? Cat food. I got you a Beasley's <laughs> Beasley's going to be pissed. All right? He is not a cat. I've looked at that animal multiple times. I have no idea why that just got delivered. <laughs> Did you order cat food? I didn't. 
They knew I was here. But that wasn't a... Is that a prank? Is that like, we just catfooted that guy? Well, that wasn't a, uh, like, a, like that wasn't like UPS, the mail, or FedEx. That was just some dude in a car. Just some dude in the car just dropped a bag of cat yeah. food off on your porch. Yeah. That's how murder starts. <laughs> we just started the next episode. I didn't mean to step up. But when, when I die, please put me in a, uh, a mushroom coffin. No, yeah, definitely. I want that. That's, I thought it was pretty cool how, like, you know, you can become part of the earth. That's real hippie shit. Yeah. But, I mean, I kind of have a hippie side to me. Yeah, no, I definitely it's tie-dye. Want, I, I don't I like... I have a hippie tie-dye side. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like the, uh... Like you said, like, it would... Well, he may have said it. I don't know if you added it or if he... Yeah. But, like, it would... I'll take credit. Decrease the, like, just bunch of people taking up room in the ground. Yeah. Like, I've always said that about cemeteries. Like, it's like... People die and we just put them in a box and bury them. And they them. just hang out. Like, I've always said I wanted to be cremated, but like this, I think I would like this. Because then, like, I've read other stories where it said they could, like, make it into a park. Right. You know, you bury a body. I mean, like, plants are going to come out. You know, mushrooms. You well, probably the, uh, put seeds you, in yourself that you want. Now, do you want this? Do you want the mushroom coffin? Uh-huh. Or do you want to be turned into a vinyl record? Ooh. Because they can do that, too. Both, man. And I think you can Get pick, a man that can do both. Just cut you in half. Yeah. So half of you gets to be mushrooms, half... Dude, sure. if we can make it trip, like people could like yeah. listen to your favorite record while John tripping order me and find like you know I'll have two other body parts that you can do stuff with. Yeah, well that's a good story. That's get yourself some horses. That's uh, my feel good. Smarsh and the. I mean, you talk. You know, I guess it is about death, but it's also a bit about life. Like, yeah, it's the it's the cycle. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I really enjoyed reading up on it and stuff. It was cool. Well, we'll have to keep track of that because uh, if you can start tripping off of that, we may have to start grave robbing. That's a way to honor somebody. Right, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Three years later, you all get together, fucking, let's trip off Josh. Uh, I think there's a, there's some comedy movie where they, I think they uh, get the ashes and they, like, they end up putting them in, like, they roll them up in joints. How high? Is it how high? <laughs> I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, good movie. Yep. Red Man and... Method, Method Man. man. Uh, so, okay, we got a couple of, I asked on Twitter and Facebook if anybody had any questions for us uh, or anything they wanted to talk about. What do you want to know? <laughs> we got a couple questions. Uh, we got some stuff. We got some questions from uh, Stephen Marsh. Okay. Uh, you can go follow him on Twitter at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. He's on a boat. R, the letter R, Marsh, M-A-R-S-H. Stephen R. Marsh. He hasn't changed it to Schmarsh yet? Not yet. Man. Waiting on it, man. He's uh, got good content. He posts, uh, he does like, uh, he makes music. Makes music. And shit, yeah. Stuff. He's a creative dude. He just yeah. posted, I have I have no idea what the fuck the he thing was the other market. night uh, where he posted about the the ghost on his yeah. boat. It was making the pages. I have no stuff. clue if that's some little like film that he's making or if it was legit. I don't know, but it was fucking fun to watch. The Stephen Marsh Project. So go check that out. Oh, but yeah, so he uh, he asked a question for us. We'll go over, there's a bunch of them. We'll go over a few of them. Um, so he says, it's been a year now. We yep. just had our one-year anniversary show. Happy anniversary. And he asked, you too. And he asked, uh, what are the top three stories that we covered? All right. So do you have, like, even if, like, I mean, just, what's your, what do you think the, what's your favorite so far? My favorite. I don't think we need to do top three. Okay, my favorite so far, I think, is the meat cute. The meat cute? I went back and listened to that one. I really, yeah, I really like that story a lot. Um. The uh, the second one I think is one. What was that one? Yeah, you were just uh, it's the uh, Quiet Dell murders. Yeah, Quiet Dell. Yeah, Quiet Dell uh, near Clarksburg, West mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. I like them all. They're like my babies. 
Yeah, I like uh, I like the meat cute one a lot. That's probably that probably the is Mothman my... one. I think is up there. Meat cute is my favorite, and then I because I uh, like to be mad about politics, and I dig history. You sure do. Uh, I I really enjoyed the Athens Tennessee and the Wide Awakes. I listened to that one episodes we did. Uh, okay, so then he's, he asks, uh, what are some things that we're excited to discuss or do in the coming year? Uh, I'm excited because I want to start doing a lot more video content. Yeah. And uh, what I learned from our Mothman video is that we need to have a better plan yep. going into filming. Or a plan. A plan in general. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, I shouldn't have said a better plan. Just a plan. A better plan makes it sound like we had we had a plan. we had kind of. A, I mean, we had an idea of what we wanted let's to do. Go to, yeah, let's yeah. go to Point Pleasant. And but we knew ourselves. like the things. But like once I got the footage and I started editing it, uh-huh. like I started being able to like in my head with what we had, I made a story. Uh-huh. But then I realized we didn't have the footage to, the to make that story. That. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, how you learn. You yeah, I'm looking forward it. to doing more of that next Gross. year. Uh, thought we could do uh, maybe take a trip to Circleville during the uh, next year in October during the pumpkin yeah. festival they have. We, yeah, we might do Hopefully some stuff. next year things open back up and we can definitely do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. You'll let me like open up a wrestler every single episode. Nope. And, oh, no? Still? Nope. Damn. <laughs> Josh has all these wrestlers I just have to sit here and look at. <laughs> They're all in the box and they all just say like, let me out. Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to hopefully uh, continuing to grow the podcast yeah. next year. <clears throat> um, do some road trips, uh, even if they're not like uh, road trips about building our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe like road trips to like record stores and shit, yeah. uh, different places or fleet, you know, whatever, and just film some video content. Yeah. Uh, well, if we both ran in the Schmars together. I don't know if the world could handle it. I don't think it could. I just stare at his leg tattoos. And yeah. <laughs> I try to figure out what that hat's all about. Um. <laughs> He asked. It's a really nice hat. Uh, he asked. How do you me, like my hat? Well, just answer this, Stephen. He asked uh, if I'm the father. Oh. Results pending. That episode of Mori will be out next year. He asked, uh, "What's my? What's my? I don't know. What he asked me specifically. Uh-huh. My tangible fear. Oh, he knows mine. <laughs> I uh, I thought about this. Uh huh. And I don't know. Uh, I think we talked about another former podcast, like uh, Snakes or Spiders. Not me. No? No. I mean, we talked about it, but I'm, okay. that's not, no. That's not you. Uh, like, I, I am terrified of roller coasters. Yeah. Like, my body shuts down. I have a panic attack if I get near one. I mean, that's 100% up to you. It's not like you're yeah. going to wake up on a roller coaster. But, no, like, I can't really roller think. Roller coaster's going to jump out in front of you. and There's nothing that, like... Yeah, I'm not really. You're like, badass. We get it, Josh. I mean, you know, man. I'm just, you know, I got, I got street cred. And I got, <laughs> I got do. a reputation. I, about I got a reputation you. to live up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. Snakes. You're only 16. You don't have a rep yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> snakes and spiders. Yeah, it doesn't really. I don't give a shit. Okay. Worst thing to do is bite you, uh, and you die. Whatever. We've been dead. I've been dead before. Sure. Put you in a mushroom coffin. Exactly. And then he asked. Last but certainly not least. Who's a good boy? Beasley's a good boy. Beasley's a good boy. Beasley's a very good boy. Uh, so thanks, Stephen Marsh. Again, Stephen R. Marsh on Twitter. Uh, check him out. He posts a lot of original music. Um, Has a black hat. Black hat. He lives and works on a boat yep. or something. He's got an interesting life. Yeah, oh, he Stephen is. Marsh. Uh, 
And then we got a question from our buddy uh, Michael Fisher on Facebook, and he used to be one of the uh, trainees at the Violence Academy. Um, and he asked, any plans for a special Christmas story? There are some interesting unsolved Christmas time murders that I've read about. So we just did one yeah. about Christmas. Uh, but most likely the next two episodes in the month of December will also be Christmas time One of them will be Home Alone. <laughs> one of them will be. I'm going to twist Home Alone, and he's going to actually murder the two thieves. What are their names? Harry and Harry and Marv. Harry and the Marv. Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, uh, we did one, and we was, we probably have a couple more. It was something. So, tis the season. That was a fun, that was a good one. Uh, one more kind of a downer. Oh no! Before we get out of here, uh, Tiny Zeus Lister died. Oh, he did. Just yesterday, I think. Uh, played Zeus and No Holds Barred. Rip. We just did the movie review for it. Yeah, rip him tiny. Uh, I got the J shaved in the side of my head. You did. Uh, yeah, man, he was uh, he was great in Friday. Friday, yeah. He Way was... better on Friday than he was in No Holds Barred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You got anything else, man? I think we just uh, blew, put it all right there on the table. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and uh, check out our family. YouTube. Do all that. Don't kill your family for some money yeah. or just for whatever don't reason. Don't kill anybody for any reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, unless they deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Come back next week on Mid uh, Signals. Uh, yeah. Uh, we oh, we got, a, we got a supporter. We got our first supporter. Yep. So. Uh, I quit my job. They are. Their name is your friend. Your friend in mine. Your your friend and mine. Friend of mine. So whoever you are out there, thank you for becoming a supporter. Yep. Uh, if uh, any of you out there want to become a supporter, you can go to our page. There's a little support button. Uh, you can do – I think you can pick how much you donate, or you can just select like a, a 99 cents, 4.99, or I think 9.99 option. If you do the 9.99, I'll give you my phone number, and you can just text <laughs> me, and I'll support you. When you're down and you just need someone – like I'm a really good cheerleader for people – like I'll, he I'll will put on. Up. He'll put on a little skirt yeah. and wave some pom poms for you. Yeah. I'll, 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 he'll shine, do a, I'll he'll, shine you up though. He'll do anything it takes. Yep. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well, any any last words? Like not for like oh, not, not forever. About to kill Just me? for tonight. Um. Uh, uh. Be safe, everybody. All right. And if you hated this episode, we're sorry, and we'll do better next time. Bye.